And uh, we're going to have uh, a VBS share service today, but we're going to give everybody a little time. I'm going to, we're going to sing some songs, greet one another, and uh, give you the announcements, and then we're going to let them take it, all right? But put your hands together and help me out. Everybody clap your hands, help me out. Here we go. smile on your face tell somebody you're glad to see him let's fellowship for just a little bit and then we're going to worship with uh, one more song If you would, find your place, remain standing. Let's sing this together. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Sing it with me. Here we go. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. Sing it out. Here we go. Every blessing. 
may be seated. Just a couple of announcements, then I'm going to give it to Miss Cindy, and we're going to see what God has done with all these wonderful VBS students. Uh, first of all, do we have any first-time visitors? We want to send you a free gift. So if you're a first-time visitor, would you lift up a hand, and uh, we'll give you a card so we can get you a free gift. Anybody first-time visitor? Everybody's home, folk. All right. Oh, wait. Where? Got one over here somewhere? Ah. Ah. <laughs> Come on. Just fill. Uh, there you go. Fill that out for me, brother. All right. Awesome. We're glad you're here. Uh, listen, uh, just a few announcements. Wednesday, everything will go back to normal schedule. I know because of teen camp and VBS, we've kind of been off schedule on Wednesday nights. But everything will go back to normal, whatever normal is around here. Uh, on Wednesday nights, uh, we will have a supper at 6. 7 o'clock, we'll have something for all ages, a youth service in here, adult Bible study, kids service. Uh, we need volunteers with bed babies, children in nursery. You can see Miss Cindy or Ginger uh, to help on that. We need help on our cleaning crew. You can see Kate Johnson. Uh, where's Kate at? Raise your hand, Kate, if you can help on that. I uh, want to just make a, an announcement that uh, uh, there's two great concerts coming up. Jimmy Fortune, uh, who used to be the, with the Statler Brothers, is this Friday, August 12th. And then the Isaacs family is next Friday, uh, August 19th after that. And uh, both those are at Liberty Hall, some great gospel concerts. So if you want to go uh, check those out, if you need more information, you can see me. I'll, I'll give you more information on that. All right. Uh, let's see. VBA is share, sir. We have a life recovery class today. Okay. Life recovery class at 2 o'clock here today. If you're struggling with hurts, habits, and hang-ups, uh, then probably we all ought to show up at 2 o'clock. All right? Amen. And it will be here at the church. All right. Uh, all week long, man, we took uh, 87 kids, uh, 87 everybody, amen, a 87 to the zoo yesterday. And I think we probably hit those numbers about every night just pretty close, didn't we? Amen. So uh, close to 100 every night with everybody here. Uh, God did amazing things, and I want to tell you, it's all because of this young lady right here. Let's give uh, Miss uh, Cindy a big hand, if you would. Amen. And so I'm going to give it to Miss Cindy now, and we're going to show you what these kids learned, all right? We had an awesome speaker and leader this week, and we had an awesome song director. Miss Vicki, will you stand and wave? and? Maybe come on down and do the motions if you want to. You don't have to. But this gentleman went and bought all the props and all of the book and learned how to be this man, and we call him Professor Sparks. I'm not going to hold up any longer. Welcome, Professor Sparks. I just want to say uh, it was an amazing last couple days. Like uh, Brother Mark said, almost 85 kids and family, and of course we couldn't have done it without the, uh, the biggins. Um, so uh, I just want to, one, say thank you for all the kids. Y'all were amazing. Y'all were awesome. Y'all brought it every night. And uh, I, one of the most important things, thank you for all the parents. If it wasn't for y'all, the kids wouldn't have got here. The kids wouldn't have been pushed. So if you're a, a parent or a grandparent that sent your kids, if you would, just stand up and let us recognize y'all.
right. And then I just want to uh, start with a prayer, and then we'll, we'll get to singing and dancing. Uh, so, most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you so much for the health and the safe uh, keeping of these wonderful, beautiful children. Lord, will you just uh, continue on watching over them and blessing them with your presence, and uh, let them just continue on being in your word. In your most gracious name we pray, amen. The teens? If any of the teens know the know the dance moves and y'all help, y'all come on up. Come on. Don't make me call by name. There you go. All right. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Roddy Red, but <laughs> All right, we got Miss Vicky too, so she she'll make sure we stay in line and we do it. <laughs>
Would y'all stand and join us in the pledges, please? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If we have some other children, if you'll come to the front, we're going to have a graduation ceremony in just a minute. I want you included. And we're singing one, another song. We, we got until we run out of time, okay? So let's uh, do the Christian flag. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior. now the Bible. And if Melissa will come on this direction, we're going to run another song here um, and just let her roll. Another one, please.
as a gift to me and you. Only one has ever died and rose again back to life for me and you. Only one could ever face the cross. Only one could ever save the lost. Who can write his name upon our hearts and Can you pull go up?
I need to say one more thing. If you worked even cutting out part of our decorations to cleaning the bathrooms, to working in the kitchen, to going to the zoo, everybody who had a part, please stand. It's not a one-person show without all these volunteers. It wouldn't be a go, okay? Thank you very much. So now you can be seated. We are gonna have a graduation procession and I'm gonna stand right here and hold the microphone and I need you to go past me on this side. Okay, and so Melissa is gonna hand you. Um, Ginger, I'm gonna send them through those doors as they get, so if you will go ahead and greet them down there. Give a hand to Ginger, she's been a volunteer around here forever and a day, and we love her and appreciate her. Okay. Allie. Your paper. Ryan. Ryan. Marley. Marley. Natalie. Barry. Jamal. Emma. Joel. Jade. Alex. Aurora. Ellie. Sissy. Richard. Maria. It's Bree. Can you say hi, Bree? Hi, Bree. Hi, Bree. Haley. Kenna. Annabelle. I can't hear you. Annabelle. Anna. Aubrey. And if I could have my youth workers who normally work with me back here, I'd love for you to come on and help again. Thank you so much. Give him one more hand if you would. Also, somebody we could not uh, really do it without is uh, Miss uh, Cheryl Wilson, who drove the bus all week for us. Amen. And so give her a big hand. She brought tons of kids from all over this community. And listen, that's what it's all about. Uh, I'm not going to keep you real long this morning, but I did want to share with you just a couple of thoughts uh, as your kids are kind of uh, getting their final instructions and getting their certificates filled out and everything. I just wanted to share with you that uh, that is the future of the church. Amen. Now, a lot of people say, I ain't into kids. I don't do kids. And I get that. But I'm here to tell you, you show me a church with no, no children, no kids, no youth, I'll show you a church that is dying. And it will be dead before too long, all right? That's a, you may say, well, I don't, that music's too loud, they're too messy, they're too complicated. I'm here to, all that is true, but guess what? Uh, that is the future of the church, amen? And uh, winning people to the Lord and winning lost souls to the Lord is messy business. Can I just look y'all in the eye and say, y'all are messy business, amen? Because we're all sinners saved by a gracious and a merciful God, and we're all a mess, amen? And we all need fixing, amen? So I wanted to share just a few things with you. I'm going to try to be quick. 
I did want to give you this first scripture, though, because this is the verse that comes to mind when I think of VBS. Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. Because a lot of people want to think, well, that's all will and good, you know, but they're little kids, and even teenagers, they're teenagers, but, you know, they'll get old and cynical and forget all that excitement when they get my age, amen. Uh, that is not what we want, amen. We want to catch their fire, amen. Because most of you think, well, they haven't really had enough uh, of real life yet. And so they can't really know what it's like to know the Lord and walk with the Lord. Can I tell you, you're dead wrong. Amen. You're dead wrong. In fact, Jesus was very specific in saying, if you're going to come to me, you're going to have to come to me like a little child. Read this, Matthew chapter 18, verse 1. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? What were the adults doing? Arguing about who was the greatest. Pride, arrogance, ego. Can I tell you, the biggest obstacles to you coming to the gospel are because you got too old and you lost the innocence of a child and you've got too much pride, arrogance, and ego. Thinking it's about you. It ain't about you, all right? Uh, then Jesus called a little child to him and he set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. It's not about being grown up. It's not about being super knowledgeable. It's not about knowing the Bible backwards and forwards and all of that is wonderful. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus out of his own mouth says, if you're going to come to me, you got to back it up and you got to come to me with the innocence of the, these little children. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Verse 5, whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. All right. So the truth of the gospel is, is that most of us, we got too old, too cynical, and we lost our excitement. Can I tell you today, we need to get back to that. Church, adults, we need to get back to the innocence of children. All right. What is so wonderful about these children? It is their innocence. It is that they, they're not worried about all the things you adults are. They're not worried about babies crying in the corner that you can't keep your attention on me. You're all looking over there. Come back over here. Come back over here, all my ADD children. All right. All right. Let me get out here where I can see your eyeballs. All right. Uh, I'm here to tell you. The devil. The devil. Amen. That may not want to stay up. I want to share with you just a few things. Adults, moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, cousins, uncles, nieces. We need to minister to those kids right there. What you're doing in your homes is of vital importance. The inspiration and what the example that you are setting to those children is at this time more important than ever. It is of vital importance that our homes be homes that point children towards the Lord. So I wanted to give you a few things. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8 says this. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Pure in heart. When I say purity, um, everybody thinks, ah, well, that's, uh, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. That's perfection. I can't be perfect, all right? I'm not saying perfect. I'm saying, can you at least try? Can we at least try? Many of us, we say, the minute we say, well, I can't be perfect, then we think that's our license to just go live like the devil, live like everything, and it's all under the blood anyway. It's all under grace, and we want to drag God's name through the mud and drag his grace through the mud. And I'm here to tell you, uh, it, it's very important that you and I give it everything we've got. Has anybody here ever had their home broken into or your car broken into? What does that make you feel like? 
makes you feel violated, makes you feel like you could not protect your family, uh, especially maybe as the man in the house. If you ever had somebody break into your home, it makes you feel like because as the man of the home, God has instilled you to be the protector of that family. And many of us would say, I will take a bullet. I will do anything. I will give my life. I will die to protect my family physically. And I'll tell you what happens is we say that about protecting our family physically. But can I tell you, it's probably just as important or if not more important that you protect your family spiritually. Because the Bible tells us that there is an enemy who is like a roaring lion going around seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour your family. The Bible says that he uh, wants to steal, kill, and destroy every good thing in your life. So men, as a spiritual leader of your home, you need to protect and lay down your life for your family to protect them spiritually just as much as you would physically. Most of us would say, I will do anything to protect my, my family physically, but we do very little to protect our family morally and purity. And, and protect our family spiritually, all right? So I'm going to tell you this. Um, that scripture said that uh, blessed are the pure in heart. Without Christ, there's no such thing as a pure heart. So number one thing is, well, Mark, how in the world? I'm not perfect, so how in the world do I get a pure heart? The first thing is you ask Jesus into your heart because he is the only one that makes our heart pure, all right? Without Christ, no such thing as a pure heart. Uh, we as parents have become desensitized. Can I tell you, we live in a culture today that is not for your children. It is not teaching your children good moral values. It's not teaching your children how to live for God. It's teaching your children how to live for the world, all right? And so you and I need to be on guard, the, the, especially as the leaders in your home, grandmas, grandpas, the influence that you have. You need to be vigilant and you need to be on guard. Look at what the Bible says in Ephesians 4, 18 and 19. It says, here's what's happened to us. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Now, I told the Sunday school class, if I, if I looked at you and called you ignorant today, that would probably offend you. But ignorance is really not a bad word. Ignorance simply means lack of knowledge. I'm not doing the right thing because I have a lack of knowledge, all right? So we're ignorant uh, because of the things in them, because of the blindness of their heart. And verse 19 says, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness, all right? So you and I, what can we do? You may say, well, Brother Mark, uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let my conscience be my guide. That's a bad thing. Your conscience has a sin nature. You have a sin nature. Uh, we were all sinners. Did you know we were all born with a sin nature? Uh, you may say, "Well, Brother Mark, I'm not a sinner. How dare you call me a sinner?" I can I can most assuredly say with it beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. We're all sinners in this room. Amen. Scripture tells us so, and I'll share that in just a little bit with you. So I'm going to give you three things on how to have a home of purity and not perfection. How to protect your family spiritually. Moms and dads, this is especially for you, but it is also for grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, nieces, and nephews, all right? Because those children, they're depending on you and me. Those children, they are taking their cues from you and me. And what are we setting before them? Many of us, we are blind. We've been desensitized. You say, here's my 10-year-old kid. Let him watch an R-rated movie. It's just a little... It's just a little dirty. 
Can I ask you this today? If I were to make you a batch of brownies and say, here's some brownies. I made them for you. Will you eat them? Oh, yes, I would love some of them. I put just a pinch of dog poo in there, though. I put just, just, just a little, just a little pinch of dog poo. You'd say, you know what? I think I'm full. I don't think I want any of your brownies. Amen? A little impurity is enough impurity to ruin everything. Amen? So you cannot let the enemy inside your house. Amen? There are certain things as moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, uncles, aunts that you need to do. Protect your home at all costs. All right? Uh, three things, and I've got scripture for each one of these. Uh, number one thing, first off, is you got to get your heart right. You can't live your life one way and say, I sure wish, I sure hope my children grow up differently than me while you're. <laughs> my daddy did this all his life. You kids better not smoke. Y'all smoke is going to, it's bad for you. Amen. I hate these things. And what are children? Children are not stupid. And a lot more is going to be caught then taught. They're hearing what you're saying. They hear what you say all day long, but it's what are you doing, all right? You can't live one way. You can't build a foundation of unrighteousness and expect righteousness to come out of it, all right? You can't build a foundation of sin and expect that your children are going to do any different. That's why scripture says that the sins of the fathers are passed down from generation to generation because the things that we have laid out before them, the things that they see in our lives are the very things that they will copy into their lives. So you're having your heart right and your purity and you being right with God is the most important thing. You cannot expect your children to turn out any differently than you do if you're not going to get your heart right first, all right? So number one thing, get your own heart right. Scripture on this one is Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life, all right? Guard your heart. Everything that happens starts here and here. This is why it says renew your mind. Guard your heart, all right? Every sin in your life, everything that we do wrong, every bad decision starts here and here, all right? Um, you would, you've been born with a sinful nature. Uh, we learn to rationalize anything. If it's impure, we just say, oh, that's R-rated movie. Yeah, it's got some bad words in there, but it ain't like they don't hear that at school anyway. And we just rationalize it. And then when you let it slip, let's, let's go beyond movies. Let's say when, when you let it slip, when you get just, well, I'm angry. They know I'm angry. They, they know I say things I shouldn't say when I'm angry. We are the kings and queens of justification. Just because you want to justify it does not mean it's right. The Bible tells us you need to learn to control your own tongue. You need to learn to control your own anger. All right? So we've got to learn. I've got to get my own heart right. I, I need to set the example. Where I want my kids to go, that's where I need to set my heart that I am so that my kids can follow me there. I can't be way down here and expect my kids are going to rise up here. It ain't going to happen that way, all right? So you have to start. Uh, everything flows down from the leader. Dads, don't mean to put any undue pressure on you, but blame God, all right? He made you the spiritual leader of the home. Everything flows down from you, all right? You must set the example, all right? Number two, parent to the heart. Here's a mistake I see a lot of uh, uh, parents make is I just want obedience. Bless God, I'm going to snap that whip, and when I snap that whip, you better jump in line. And if you only parent to 
attitude, if you only parent to actions, then you're just going to end up with some military kids who the minute they get out from under you, there ain't going to be any change in their life. They're just waiting for the sentence to be over so they can get out from under you and go do their own thing. These are what I call the late bloomers. The late bloomers are the ones who towed the line all through high school because they were scared of mom and daddy. Maybe mom and daddy, they laid the law down, amen? And if all you do is just lay the law down and you don't parent to the heart, you will get a bunch of military kids, and these kids towed the line. But the minute they hit 18 and they got out of that house and they got out from under what you were doing, they went crazy. They went wild, the late bloomers. Some kids, they go wild all through high school. They're rebellious all through high school. Some kids, they wait until 18, 19, 20, and then they go nuts. And there's nobody there to control them. The, they're out of the parents' house, and they just go crazy. So guess what? You're not going to change a kid's heart by simply cracking the whip. If you only parent to the actions, as long as you live in my house, you ever said that? I've said it. Guilty as charged. As long as you live in my house, as long as you're under my roof, well, okay. Do you want them to live for God after they get out from under your roof? Yeah, yeah. Then that's where you've got to change your attitude. I'm going to parent to the heart. All right. Now, I'm not saying there's not a place for discipline, but I'm saying you need, to, you need to parent with discipline, but you also need to parent to the heart and understand I'm trying to change the heart of this child. This child's trying to be rebellious, and I want to turn them towards Christ. All right. And to do that, you have to parent to the heart. Scripture on this one is 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, you remember they were looking for a king, and King David at the time, he was only about 12 years old. They were looking for a giant, strapping, good-looking adult man. And they bring this little 12-year-old snotty kid out. And he says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. This is the older brother. The older brother was the one all of us would have picked. He says, for the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. David was chosen because of his heart, not because he was a great, good-looking, strapping young man. Amen. So be careful. We always go for the picture perfect, what looks picture perfect. Can I tell you? And this is another thing, too. Don't downsize the little children. David, at this point, was only 12 years old. All right? God was saying, I'll do great things. I'll do them with whatever age. And having their life from a young age all the way through, I can get a whole lot more done than if they go wild and I have to wait until they're 30, 40, 50 years old. All right? So parent to the heart. Look at the heart, not just the outside. All right? Many of the kids this week, I want to tell you, I never got so many hugs in my life. And I can tell you some of the hugs were because they're not getting a lot of that at home. Many kids will act out because they just want attention. And at the point, they don't care. If it's good attention, bad attention. If it's for good behavior, bad behavior, attention's attention. And they're just starving for attention. All right? Uh, be sure and give them that. Parent to their heart. Um, don't parent to actions. Parent to the heart. Uh, here is the this, uh, deal for this. Outward submission can lead to inward rebellion. If, you, if all you're doing is parenting through the actions and cracking the whip, uh, they, will, they will toe the line as long as they're in your house. But as soon as they get out, all that inward rebellion is going to come spilling out. Uh, you have to parent to a kid's heart. I, I did everything in my kids, and I raised three of them, 
and I think they turned out pretty good, probably because of their mama, amen? But uh, the way I parented my kids was I'm, I'm raising these kids to be godly young men and women, not to just toe the line, not to be good moral people. There's our mistake. Many of you are trying to get your, your kids and your grandkids to be good moral people. Being good moral people will not change their heart. Only the love of Christ, only pointing them towards Christ will give them a changed heart. Amen? So you must parent towards that heart, not just uh, obedience. All right? Uh, and number three, uh, pursue perfect purity of the heart. Now, Brother Mark, I thought you said you weren't asking us to be perfect. I'm not. Uh, but I am telling you this. There is one who is perfect, and we are to strive to be like him. Am I ever going to be like Jesus? No. No, no way. I know right now I'm never going to reach that. But you know what that does? That just drives me to try and be as much like him as I possibly can. Just because I know I'll never get there does not give me an excuse that who is the best example to live your life after? Jesus Christ. Somebody said one time, uh, you know, in most Bibles, the words of Jesus are the red letters. Somebody said if all we did was just try to live according to the red letters, that alone would change our lives completely if we would just try to live to the red letters, all right? So he is your example. You'll never get there, but try, pursue perfect purity of the heart. The scripture on that one is Ephesians uh, 5.3. It says, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, all right? Sexual sin, and we're all adults. Kids are all out of here, I think. Sexual sin is uh, a sin that the Bible talks about is the, one of the worst kinds of sin because it takes place with your body. It's one of the few things you do that sins with your body, and it affects you and the other person. And guess what? It will not only affect you and the other person, it will affect everybody that's involved in your family. Amen. And so it can, uh, sexual immorality, that's why the Bible speaks to sexual immorality so much, is because it can, uh, it can be devastating. All right? Uh, keep, make sure your kids are in an environment that is safe for them uh, and sexually pure. All right, your, your home needs to have no sexually impure stuff in it, all right? Uh, magazines, movies, it, there doesn't need to be any, what does the Bible say, even a hint of sexual immorality, all right? Because you know what that can do? You know what that does to a kid when they're exposed too early to that? It messes them up for the rest of their life. Anybody here testify to that? I can. Amen? That's why it's one of the most devastating things we can do is bring that into our home, all right? Uh, so, what do we need to do? I go back to the first thing. If your heart's not right, get your heart right. They've been learning all week. That last song they sung was called the ABC song. And it's because coming to Christ, you don't have to be some super smart adult. You can be as simple as a child and understand it's as simple as the ABCs, all right? And I wanted to share that with you. If you've never seen these, write these down or take a picture of them, all right? Here are the ABCs to coming to Christ. To come to Jesus like a child. A, admit that you're a sinner. Romans 3.23 says this. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Brother Mark, I'm not a sinner. Either you're a liar or the word of God is a liar. Which one? All right. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You have to admit. First thing to conquer a problem, if you're struggling with an addiction in this room, the first problem, and you probably already heard this, the first part to solving the problem is you first have to admit you have a problem. All right? 
And the first part in dealing with your sin is admitting that you're a sinner, that you have a problem with sin. B is believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Romans 6.23 is the scripture for that. For the wages of sin or the payment of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6.23. Amen. Uh, I love what that says. Your payment for your sin was death. But guess what? God gave you a gift. And that gift is eternal life through Christ Jesus your Lord. Amen. If you've not given your heart to Jesus, if you're trying to get there by being good enough, perfect enough, uh, having a, enough good deeds, you're wasting your time. Amen. This is why you have to come to him like a child. A child has total faith. We get older and we lose that total faith, don't we? You know what? My kids, when they were little, I would stand in the pool and I would tell them, jump to me. Any of y'all ever done this? Little bitty kids who know that that water is over their head. But my kids, without any fear, would jump into my arms. Why? Because they had complete and total trust and faith in me. It wasn't because they knew how to swim because they didn't. Amen? And that's why you have to come to Jesus like a little child. you got to get rid of all that stuff you've created in your brain as you've gotten older and all those questions and all that stuff and just trust in him. Believe in him. Have trust in him. Have faith in him. Jump into his arms because you know he's going to catch you. All right? And then see, the most important part is this. Confess your faith publicly. All right? And that's Romans 10, 9 and 10 that says this. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be what? You will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. Julie, you can come. Um, I can't make the gospel any more simple than that. Many of you may think, Brother Mark, there's got to be more to it than that. I'm an adult, I'm a grown man, I'm a grown woman, and I just know there's got to be more to it than that. Nope. Christ made it as simple as possible so that you and I could come to him like little children. If you're trying to get there as a grown person with lots of knowledge and experience, uh, Jesus said you're doing it the wrong way. You got to come to me just like this little child. That's why Jesus was a great visual teacher. He grabbed that child, brought it right in amongst them, sat him down right in the middle of him, and said, This is how you need to be right here. Complete, total trust and faith. Just trust me. Just trust me. We get older, we get cynical, we get jaded, we get beat down by life, and we think, I sure wish it was as simple as just trust in God. It is. Guess what? But you're gonna some life's gonna hit you over the head. Some life is gonna turn you the other direction but I'm here to tell you yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they come from me. he didn't promise you. listen it's not God's fault we live in a sinful and broken world because Adam and Eve sinned and sin came into this world it is not God's fault of why everything's going haywire around here it's the enemy's fault guess what you and I can have the hope of heaven because he's got a home prepared for us that's way better than this home with no sin. Revelation 21.4, we did it in Sunday school this morning. It says, for he shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, all sorrow, all pain, all suffering. Amen. 
you would, bow your head and close your eyes. You're here this morning, you say, Mark, I'm just not sure of, uh, you know, if I were to die right now, I'm not sure if I'd go to heaven or hell. I'm not sure where I'd spend eternity. And that's okay. You have questions this morning. You can nail that down because Jesus is as close as a prayer away. He's always there with his arms wide open. You're here this morning and you say, Brother Mark, I've, I used to live for the Lord, but I've, I've been having trouble lately. I've wandered far away from him and I need to come back to him. He's waiting with his arms open wide. If you would, if that's you today, would you just say this prayer with me in your heart and your spirit? Just say, Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. Lord, I believe that you died on that cross for my sins. Lord, right now, the best way I know how, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me of my sins and save me. Lord, I need to change some things in my life. I need to get some things turned the other direction. I need to turn back to you in certain areas of my life. Lord, I repent. I turn the other way from my sin and ask you, Lord, to lead me and guide me back to you. Now, if you prayed that prayer today, I would never even want to embarrass you, but I would love to pray for you. If you prayed that prayer today as a prayer of salvation or a prayer of uh, recommitment, would you just lift up a hand so I could pray for you? Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Maybe you're here today and you say, Brother Mark, uh, I need to step it up as a parent, as a grandparent, as an aunt, as an uncle, as a niece or a nephew. Lord, I I really need to do a better job. We're going to have a time of response here this morning. And this altar is open. You can come and pray. And I, I would count it an honor and a privilege to pray with you that the Lord would help you if you need to come this morning. So if you would, let's all stand. Father, would you have your will and your way, God? Lord, may we do business with you in this place this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. As we have some music, you come as you need to.
more appeal. There's one more is coming. You go ahead and come on. Uh, we have the baptistry ready this morning. We knew some kids had gotten saved. Uh, if you'd like to be uh, baptized, maybe you've never, uh, maybe you've been saved, but you've never been baptized. It's as easy as walking out that door and getting dunked this morning. Amen. Uh, it's the first step of obedience that you need to come to. Uh, if you've not been baptized, you have not followed him in the very first obedience he asked you to do was to be baptized. Uh, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord. Amen. It is your indication of your, it's your public testimony. Amen. Uh, if I take this ring off, it doesn't mean I'm not married, but I wear this ring to remind me of my commitment. It is an outward, uh, an outward action that shows my inward commitment. Amen. So if you want to do that today, just, just let me know. Does anyone else need to come this morning? Now, here's your commission as we get ready to dismiss this morning. All those precious ones back there, it's all of our job. You don't bring your kids to the church so the church can try to give your kids Jesus. You're supposed to be doing that in your own home. Amen. You don't bring them so the preacher can spoon feed you. You don't bring them so that the Miss Cindy can spoon feed your kids. You don't bring your kids so the church can raise your kids because we can't do it. We only get them for this one hour a week. They're with you all the time. They're in your home. The environment in your home is what's leading your kids down a certain road. So my commission to you is lay down your life spiritually and physically for those little children. That is our future. That's going to be the church. That is the church of the future. And you and I, it's, it's on our shoulders, our legacy. We'll all be dead and gone for too long. But your legacy will be only be the things that you did for Christ that you leave behind. So parents, grandparents, everyone else, step it up. Step it up. Amen. Father, we thank you today. Speak in our hearts, God. Help us all to be the moms, the dads, the grandmas, the grandpas, the cousins, the nieces and nephews, the aunts and uncles that we need to be, God, to reach our families for you to point our families in the right direction. I pray your hedge of protection over all these precious children. Lord, lead them to be godly young men and godly young women and help all of the parents and grandparents in here that we may do everything possible to protect our home spiritually and physically. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. God bless you guys. You are dismissed. I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday.